Suzanne would do anything to be famous. She's going to be the next Barbara Walters. I believe that Mr. Gorbachev, you know, the man who ran Russia for so long, I believe that he would still be in power today if he had that big purple thing taken off his forehead. To be on television. You're not anybody in America unless you're on TV. Was a chance she would die for. You're on. Good evening from the WWEN Weather Center. Weather Center? Have any of you actually ever been on television before? Yeah. To be a star, you've got to be able to do things that ordinary people wouldn't do. Was the opportunity she would kill for. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what she did. I think I need to tell you that today was a hot one. Four. With just a slight chill in the air. Three. Nothing is going to stop her. Two. celebrities it was on first edition and american justice and celebrities get away with murder it's nice to live in a country where life liberty and all the rest of it still stand for something nicole kidman is to die for show everybody from the house bonnie weather center <laughs> See what I did there, Pete? weather center i love that what? i love that line reading <laughs> weather center yeah yeah <laughs> I welcome love, back to the show welcome back to the show everybody uh this is so much i'm glad we got to this movie yeah frankly, i am too frankly. i love this movie yeah it is it's a really good rewatch if you haven't seen it in a while um, but let's uh, let's just get right to it, everybody listening. My name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are the movies that made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. We had a very dear friend of ours. Um, I may actually just want her to do our show just so we can catch up with her. But actually from <laughs> Keep It Weird, you have moved away from Los Angeles. I have. Ashley. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Um, so, so, so pumped to be I mean, doing is this Is this like your fourth movie that... that you've done? I've yeah, lost count. Yeah, I've done uh, The Witches, The Cell. Mm-hmm. Encino Man. Death Becomes Her. And Death yep. Becomes Her. All bangers. For, so this is going to be my yeah. fifth. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Oh. All bangers. <laughs> yeah. You you keep inviting me on for my all-time yeah. faves. Yep, yep. So I'm happy to be here. So, yes. Like Ashley mentioned, we watched To Die For, directed by Gus Van Sant, written mm-hmm. by Buck Henry. I always forget this movie is written by the writer of The Graduate. Of the graduate but yeah. there it is on IMDb, and I always forget about it. Released October 6th, 1995, starring, of course... Our Nick, Movies That Made Us Gay, Superstar. (laughs) Icon. Icon. (laughs) Nicole Kidman. Yes, indeed. We love her. I mean, patron saint of AMC Um, theaters. Uh, 
<laughs> Nicole Kidman, very topical right now because she was in a Batman movie. Yes. Batman Forever. We have Batman covered it on Forever. the show. Mm-hmm. Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> yes. Chase Meridian. <laughs> mm-hmm. The oh, totally normal classic. named Chase Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal name. Yes. Um, yeah, I always say this. Um, to Die For is my favorite Tim Burton, not Tim Burton. Sure. Totally. I mean, this, I mean, it's the, it's the Danny Elfman score. A great Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman like score, super underrated Danny Elfman pastels, score. Pastels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the pastels. It's very, it gives me very Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. And the dark comedy. Right. Yeah, I'm a yeah, huge fan. Yeah. I think her, um, I think Nicole and uh, her character of Suzanne Stone. I love that name, Suzanne Stone. Suzanne mm-hmm. Stone. I think Suzanne Stone's kind of like aesthetic of just like kind of somebody who really wants to be this, you know, media personality but doesn't quite have yeah. it exactly right. Yeah. No, she she's sort of like I don't want to get political, but she's very much so like a Fox News oh, yeah. correspondent, <laughs> where it's like there's nothing behind the yeah. eyes at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like a frozen, stony yeah. person who is smiling with yeah. her face, but nothing like there. not her eyes. Yeah, and now she'd have that parted down the middle, blonde. Oh yeah, with the long curls. Mm-hmm. Down the front, waves yeah, the, towards the mm-hmm, bottom, mm-hmm. yes, and like a bold red top, <laughs> absolutely, yes, yes, yes. But for the nineties, she's giving us this kind of almost bouffant like style. I mean, and, just sort of the Jane Polly's, yeah, the yeah, Jane yeah. Polly look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that whole aesthetic does definitely give me very like Edward Scissorhands, you know, kind of going. Oh like yeah. That. You know, if you just heard the score mm-hmm. and like didn't see the movie, you would you would think like, is this Beetlejuice? Yes. <laughs> and then a second later, you'd be like, no, this isn't. There's something yeah, different yeah. about this. It's not the trailer <laughs> opens with the score, and I always think the trailer is sampling Edward Scissorhands. It is not. It's it not, is taken yeah. from the score. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I always I always love those Danny Elfman scores that aren't for Tim Burton yeah. movies because I always it, immediately I'm like, who did I get this? <laughs> <laughs> Danny yeah. Elfman has done way more than Tim Burton movies. It's just obviously his most yes. famous. And he's had a working relationship from. for a while with Gus Van Sant. He was, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. he got his first Oscar nomination for Goodwill Hunting. And also he did. That's right. He did. Do he did Goodwill Hunting, Hunting a few he? years later. And also he, um, com- I mean, he didn't compose the music for Psycho, but he conducted it. Right. right. For, the yeah. Psycho yeah. for the Psycho remake. Yeah. I mean, the connections. For the shot for shot Psycho which, remake, which I have not rewatched. And I said I would when you guys, you guys yes, covered we it. did it. I was listening to it today. And I said I was going to because I listened to the episode and I was like, I got to. <laughs> and it just like wasn't streaming for it, yeah, so long. Yeah. I just need to track yeah. it down it, and like rent it because I really want to rewatch it. It might be, on the it. Now, it might be free Max. for on Peacock. Ooh, Peacock. Yeah, I forgot about go. Peacock. Peacock's got some hidden Absolutely. gems. Peacock and Tubi. Um, and that's our free ad for there Peacock. You go. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> the, the ties between this movie and Goodwill Hunting are very interesting. Yeah. Gus Van Sant kind of There's like a stable of actors and, and crew and mm-hmm. all that is really cool. And but... I was reading today that I think that Ben Affleck came in to read yeah. for the Casey Affleck role. Too old. Oh, Gus just ended up casting Casey because yeah. he just sort of read scrappy teenager a little better 
I think that my affinity for Casey Affleck and Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix had to have stemmed Ab- from this movie. One hundred percent. Because I just loved them. They were so good in this, and I saw this when I was like twelve. Yes. And um, I know that they've had some problematic yes. uh, situations yes. in the past, you know, decade or whatever. But I've always just had a soft spot for both of yeah, them. Totally. And the type of role that you would probably see Joaquin's brother play just a few exactly years yeah. yeah and i mean exactly that was... yeah you can you can see river in in some of the work that he mm-hmm. does yeah well i mean we'll we'll go uh a little deeper into that later but scott do you have some fun information or some fun stuff that we can do with our pal nick so this is our fourth nicole kidman movie <laughs> of our nick we uh have done batman forever yes. practical magic the moulin rouge and now to oh, die God. for okay and right. i think that i kind of called this segment leading ladies when i did our julia roberts <laughs> quiz for, sure. for pretty woman yes. but uh here's a kind of a little rundown of all, right. all of the nick stats to see if I want to see if you guys can guess them. Okay. Can you name? Oh gosh, I'm can so you name the most known four titles on her IMDb? There is four. These is this is the Moulin mysterious Rouge. internet database algorithm that four Dude, big Nicole I, Kidman movies. Have you ever played this as a drinking yeah. game? <laughs> we do it. It's we a do blast. it like on long road really trips f- in the car. Not the drinking game. Just when play. it's. <laughs> When it's really hard is when you say, like, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh. Because you have to guess four? which four Harry mm-hmm. Potter movies. <laughs> and why is it those they four? They have. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. why? Um, okay. I want to say Moulin, Moulin Rouge has Moulin to be Moulin Rouge there. is yeah. the first one. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. Her okay. first Oscar okay. nomination makes total um, sense. Big Little Lies. No. no. And there's no TV. No TV. Okay. And she's oh, done a no lot TV. of TV okay. work in the past, like, she seven has. years, yeah. too. Yep. Did you guys see the undoing? No, but I love the wig though. Damn. I know everybody's all about it. We haven't seen Damn. it. I'm all about the wig. I need to actually sit down and watch shocking. it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, um, Moulin I'm going to say the hours. The hours is there. And another Australia? hint another Oscar nomination is on here. Is it Australia? No. Doesn't she just get nominated for did everything? Did anyone see I that? saw Australia. We saw that. Yeah, we did see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Australia in the theater. Another nomination. I would be curious to see if you have seen this one. I know that you love the, the director. Is it the Destroyer? No, but the I love Dest- I love the Destroyer, and she was not nominated for that. She should have been. It was, oh wow, fence. really? It's Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's really rabbit she's really hole. good. Rabbit Hole. Shit, I forgot she. Did okay, that. so the fourth one is really random, and it's been there for years. Sometimes it's Top sometimes guy? no, she, she wasn't, wasn't in Top. Gun. Sometimes it's bumped off, uh-huh. and then it'll end up back on in another few weeks okay this is a independent movie of a very controversial director and i know that nicole uh has been very vocal of how uh very difficult the shoot was when she did it it is not difficult it's dogville dogville have you ever seen dogville lars von trier i don't think it's all shot on like a theater stage and it's this woman on the run from the mob and she ends up in this terrible small town in the south i can't with dogville i yeah it's a i mean the movie's a lot like all of that with lars von trier like anything (laughs) with that director it's a lot yeah there you go yeah i finally finally saw the house that jack built because i love matt Mm -hmm. dillon and it's a horror movie so i was like i should watch it yet no not, not 
It's a okay. lot. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. And also connection to to handle to uh, our episode today, yeah, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Um, All right. Yeah. Matt so, Dillon. what is the highest grossing movie of her filmography? Aquaman. Um, huh. Batman Forever. No. But Aquaman. It's Aquaman? Aquaman. Okay. It. It's Aquaman. Three hundred thirty-five million dollars and over a billion dollars worldwide. I didn't see it. So oh, honestly, she's fabulous in it. Didn't know she's she in it for in about it. seven and a half minutes. Yeah, cool. she, has you know, a, she's, she has. She's the Beetlejuice. She has an incredible wig <laughs> journey in the movie. Yeah, her, I love a good yeah, wig, her wig journey. journey is pretty good. Um, all right, yeah, that I yeah yeah. Aquaman, Aquaman for sure. What is the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes? Batman Forever. No. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Lowest this one. Practical Magic. A dud. It is not Practical Magic, but this oh, one okay. was because Practical a dud. Magic has a criminally yeah. low and, score. Uh, this movie is a biopic that she was probably a little miscast in. She was probably too old for it. Um, this cast. Biopic. We we have seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of what it is because, as you know, my brain is turning to. She plays. It's not the new. She plays. It's not, not the Lucy. No, it's not Lucy. It's not Lucy. She plays an actress that has good reviews. An historical figure. She plays an married actress. into royalty. Why can't? Oh, the Grace Kelly movie. The Grace Kelly movie. The Grace, Grace and Monaco. Movie. Yeah. That I believe that it was. Uh, it ended up on Lifetime. Like the Weinstein's just put it on Lifetime. The Weinstein's were like, we got to do something yeah. with this. Yeah. Heaping pile of garbage. And uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, what is the highest movie of her career on Rotten Tomatoes? This one was surprising, but it makes total sense because I know that people ride or die for these movies. They are – it's a family movie, and they've done two of them. Paddington sh- 2. It's Paddington 1. Paddington 1 is the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes it is. movie. And, and you know Paddington 2 Nicole has – and like Paddington 2 is one of like the greatest movies – yeah. Like reviewed yeah. on the internet. It's like almost a hundred percent. It's like, like yeah. Citizen Kane level. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the Paddington movies either, and it's a shame. Yeah, they're very because cute. I I want to just to see Paddington too because it had like a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. for the longest mm-hmm. time. It might still. I think it does too. Um, She's really fun in Paddington. She's a taxidermist. She's trying to hunt down Paddington to like stuff him. She's the She's villain. The villain. Yeah. She's the villain. I was gonna say for the lowest rated, I was think I was gonna say the Golden Compass, but you said biopics. I was like, oh, not not that. Mm-hmm. And also that, that Nick Cage bad. movie Trespass was pretty low. Does anybody remember Trespass? No, I don't Trespass remember. Trespass is terrible. No. Don't watch it. Mercy. Um, what are her movies that she's made with Tom Cruise? Her ex husband Tom Cruise. Not Top Gun, but the racing one. Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's the one I was thinking of. Far and Away. Far and Away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Directed by Ron Howard. Should do another one? One more. Huge. Far this and movie away. was a gigantic deal when it came out. And it's not Far and Away? It is not Far and Away. A big deal directed this oh, movie. Oh, 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 Kubrick. Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. I literally just rewatched it. Like... A yeah. month ago. I can't believe I couldn't think of that. That movie is sexy. I mean... Oh, my go-to Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. So one last question. Yeah. Uh, what okay. are two movies it. that Nicole had the dropout of, and can you name who replaced her? In two major movies. Oh. I know one. I know the big one. Uh, What's the big is one? 
Panic Room, mm-hmm. and she was um, <gasps> that's right. Uh, and Jodie Foster got the role. She had to. I know that because I saw the TikTok recently of her talking with um, Kristen. Kristen, Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yep. Mm-hmm. They yeah, did about how they had they did pre-production work like with each months. other. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And then she had to. Drop she out. has a cameo in the movie that she is the voice over the phone of uh, the ex-husband's. Really. Yeah. Okay. And then there's another movie. This that one I had on kind it. of forgotten about. I doubt that either two of you have seen this movie, and it mm. ended up winning its leading lady an Oscar. It's from the late nine. It's from the late two thousands. Late two thousand. Late two thousand. Think that she had to drop out because of a pregnancy. Who won, Who won the Oscar? Was it Kate, it's Kate Winslet? Winslet? Yep. It's Kate Winslet. So she Re- won the Oscar mm. for Revolution Road. No. No, not oh the reader. It's the reader. Wow! And also, that movie is directed by uh, the director of the hours. Right. So it, it kind of makes sense that it was intended it for okay. Nicole. Interesting. So that is our little Very Nicole Kidman quiz. Yay, Nick! Our leading ladies quiz. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. I sure do love her. You know, for a long time she wasn't my favorite, and I think you know when she first started, she had she had trouble letting go of that dialect. Yes. She had trouble letting go of that Australian dialect. Mm. And I think she concentrated so hard on doing, getting rid of that dialect that she didn't really get to right. act. Mm-hmm. But she has grown into herself, man. She's killing yeah, she it. She definitely She's disappears fantastic. into roles. Like Suzanne Stone. Yeah. And, and this yep. role, is, yeah, this role, she's incredible. Yep. And I don't know if I could appreciate that as a kid yeah. when I yeah. saw it. It wasn't until I watching it as an adult that I was like, oh, she's fantastic she's really in yeah. this movie. She is a megalomaniac. She is a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. So uh, before we get too into the movie, what are your memories of first watching this movie? Because this is kind of our theme of the show of just these really weird, inappropriate movies that you just <laughs> exactly. tend to gravitate to as yeah. young people. Yeah. I actually remember my parents had just gotten like – a package with like HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, etc. Mm. And I remember it was like the afternoon and I caught a little bit of it and it was definitely one of the sexual scenes between uh Suzanne Stone and um the teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jimmy. I remember being like, "Whoa. <laughs> what is happening?" Yes. And I turned it off, but I checked and I saw it was coming on that night at like 11. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I snuck downstairs and I watched it for the first time and I just remember being like, "I'm not supposed to be watching this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah totally. But it was also what was cool about it. So I obviously, you know, I host Keep It Weird, Mm -hmm. which is a podcast for all things strange and unusual. We do a lot of true Mm -hmm. crime. This is the movie. I don't I don't think I realized this at the time. But now this is the movie that got me into true crime. This is like my gateway because it's based on a true story. Yeah. So. I and I don't think it says that anywhere in the movie. I don't think there's a based on the true story tag anywhere. No, it just says I, it's from the novel To Die For written by Joyce Maynard. Yes. It. Okay. Yep. So I mm-hmm. think I had looked up the book and stumbled yeah. upon the actual case. And so then it was just fascinating to me to read the details mm-hmm. of the case compared to the yeah, movie. Yeah. And, you know, I was hooked. I was hooked from there on. So 
meant a lot to me. Awesome. Do you remember any of the Pamela Smart case, Pete, when you were younger? Because, I mean, no. this was sort of a big deal right. in, like, the early 90s. I remember when the movie came out that it was talked about that it was based on that case. But I don't really have a memory of it actually, of the real case actually happening. Well, and the case was a big deal because I believe it was the one of the first, like, publicized mm-hmm. cases like televised played footage yeah. yeah televised they like played footage on the mm-hmm. news and stuff i mean oj obviously over- overshadowed yeah, yeah. it very soon after with his um case but yeah this i remember i only know that because they made a documentary about the case which okay. is called the trials of pamela smart i think and it was ah, on HBO. Okay. Well, that's a pretty well, straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very clever name. Straightforward title. <laughs> so they just like uh, um, Buck Henry just kind of picked and chose from that. Well, actually, it's actually Joyce Maynard. Yeah. Of who wrote the yeah. book? Yeah. Of like yeah. she mm-hmm. picked and uh, she kind of cherry picked from these real life. Yeah this real life occurrence of this woman that yeah. was teaching a class in high school. I think it was on like media. And right. one of her students ends up murdering her husband. And it's very, yeah. nobody really knows exactly what went on between no. the students and her. And there were a couple things I know, like when we get into talking about the movie, we can kind of point out things that are fact or, right, you know, right. that are, that were as part of the trial. Um, but yeah, cause I remember reading years ago pamela smart saying like you know that they didn't depict me correctly mm-hmm. and it was like well it wasn't really yeah. you yeah. like it yeah. was it was inspired by you but this movie's not about it you. kind of turns into this own bizarre character piece so yeah. i remember and mm-hmm. kind of like commentary on how we consume e- exactly media. Yeah. yeah so i remember Which this movie cool. always seeing to die for at the video store and just being very fascinated by the box art. The cover I talk was about fantastic. on the show of just having relationships of movies that I hadn't seen as a kid by just looking at the box. And there's just oh, something yeah. about Nicole with like sort of just like how she looks like she's so sexy. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, is this like a sex thriller? <laughs> like this movie is not for children, yeah. but I am like fascinated by it. And I don't think I, st- actually watched this movie until i think i was probably about 15 mm-hmm. 15 16 and i think i was probably just going through gus van sant's filmography yeah. that i grew yeah. up on goodwill hunting and i just kind of got my hands on anything that he directed i watched like my own private idaho drugstore cowboy to die for and i just thought it was really we had to watch elephant, elephant. in school yeah. mm-hmm. oh, i remember yikes. when elephant came out when i was in high school and that was a big deal and i was just yeah. very fascinated with his body of work and how all of these movies are very very different from one another yeah Mm -hmm. but i i like the actors he chooses to work with i think that he he's got Mm -hmm. a good eye for talent there i also really liked i know a lot of people didn't i really liked don't worry he won't get far on foot oh yeah (laughs) yeah we saw that jonah hill's really good Mm -hmm. jonah hill's really good good. i mean obviously joaquin is fantastic Mm -hmm. but a lot of people like i'm just saying that for the people listening who maybe didn't see that movie because the reviews were kind of crummy it's good watch it totally um i was first seeing this yes um i'm a couple of years younger than uh joaquin and casey but i was the age that they were depicting i was in high school when this came out Mm. 
And um, I had, I was aware, I was very aware of my own private Idaho at that point in my life. I loved that movie. Um, I didn't get to see this in the theater. I did rent it. And um, it was that thing where it took me a minute to kind of realize that Joaquin Phoenix was Leaf Phoenix from Parenthood and from Space Camp. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that is the same person. He has age. Well, he had blonde hair in those Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a little and blonde. He lo- and he was like a foot shorter. He was like a little kid in yeah. those. And in this he was movie, a yeah, and in this movie, he's like, he's grown. Um, and gorgeous. <laughs> well, I mean, so here's the thing. Gorgeous. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like so many of my women friends just have this kind of like soft spot for Joaquin Phoenix, right? Especially for in a sure. movie like Parenthood. Well, I yeah. mean, but I think this movie is the one. Like Parenthood, he was a little boy. In this movie, it's like with that like prison haircut, even yeah. with that like stupid like shithead mullet, like mm-hmm. which there we go was from the real case because the real guy who killed her husband. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, had yeah. a mullet. But the thing is, I remember saying And what him I remember at the time was like, like that haircut that he's got now, that's like a fashion haircut. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can go oh, to like Ruby's sure. and like a cool guy, guy, haircut a guy or a girl. Yeah. Now. Both got, Yeah, it came yeah, back. You know, anybody can wear it. It's a cool guy haircut. You know, people ask for it. But in 1995, that was a stupid haircut. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. not cool at all. It was like... Like what they're depicting in this movie. Like you're just poor Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, these idiot. characters weren't the <laughs> yeah. cool Kind kids of like the, the dirtbag metal kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. They were the trailer trash. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that, that girls have this soft spot for Joaquin because this movie, he's so cute. Um, (laughs) and it's like, now it's like, you know, like we were saying, like, you know, there's kind of weird problematic things. My issue with him is just, I just think he's kind of up his own ass as an actor, you know? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I could totally see that. Mm -hmm. And my big thing when rewatching this movie last night, and I have not seen this movie like legit, no joke in 25 years, like, oh, really rented it. In 95 on VHS, saw it, loved it. The scene that you were talking about that, you know, made you turn it off and watch again. I mean, baby, that scene, mama. Was it the, was it the project? Mm -hmm. Get right out of town. Stop this. Were they in the hotel room? Stop this (laughs) now. Mm -hmm. But uh, upon rewatching it last night, it's that thing where I'm just like, all right, Joaquin. This entire performance <laughs> is a choice, and it is a crazy choice. Yeah. And, and that choice, I'm here to tell you, is his IQ 40? Is he have right. the intellect of a seven-year-old? This is not mm-hmm. a well person. And no, nobody no. in the room is like, is he a little slow? Like, yeah. nobody is like, he's not right. Mm-hmm. He's not right at all. The t- no, he definitely seems... He's playing it like he has developmentally, developmentally challenged. challenged. Yes. He's yeah. playing it like that. Yeah, it's, he, it's a little, I think that you use the word simple jack. It's a little simple jack. It's a little simple jack. It's a little, a little simple, simple jack, jack for sure. Um, yeah. And it's a choice. And I think that was his choice that I'm going to do this. I'm going to play this role this way. I feel like it, 
you know, you kind of have to lose yourself in the movie. But in reality, maybe this kid would be just in class with the rest of his classmates and they you know in Mm -hmm. 1995 they wouldn't have pulled him out but i think the cops at least would have been like this kid's not right right (laughs) you know yeah we can't prosecute him to the full extent of the law he does not know what's going on Um, (laughs) another thing i noticed and i don't know if i'm completely wrong about this is i think he's mispronounces her name the entire movie what does he say her name's like Moretto say? or something. Miss Moretti. Moretti. Yeah. Moretto. Miss Moretto. He's, he doesn't say it right. He says like Meadow. He says like Miss Meadow. <laughs> he says well, it wrong. Honestly, but I think it's a choice. It never, yeah. I think it is a choice. And I think it was kind of maybe a good choice because there's a reason she targeted yes. that yes. particular mm-hmm. student. Yeah. And it totally. was, a, you yeah. know class yeah. <laughs> reason and also probably an intelligence yeah. reason. Yeah. And she knows you know, that you the Casey Affleck character is stupid enough to go along with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not going to yeah. say yeah. shit. And the, um, I'm sorry, the, what's the girl's name? The actress that plays the young yeah, girl? Her, na- her character's name is Lydia. Um, and the actress, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, who is this girl? And Scott's like, I don't know. Her name is Allison Falland. Mm-hmm. Allison She's really Falland. good. Okay. Yeah. Her, and She's her, fantastic. Her relationship with Suzanne is very fascinating, oh too. Yeah. Super fascinating. It's almost... She even says at one point in the movie, she says something about latent lesbian yeah. vibes <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it, you do kind of wonder if it's... You know, obviously she looks up to Suzanne mm-hmm. Stone a lot and she, you know, there's constant talk about her weight, which she's not no, overweight yeah. at all, but she's, you know, got baby fat mm-hmm. on her. And so, like, is it just, you know, that she looks up to her so much or does she have some yeah. sort of crush on her as well? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's never really answered, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I, class, the class issues in this movie are crazy to yeah. me you know watching mm-hmm. it because it's set in new hampshire it's set in new hampshire new hampshire mm-hmm. and just the way suzanne and her family kind of interact with and talk about matt Dillon's family and it's like yeah. okay they're italian yeah <laughs> like yeah. To, to me for me i'm like they're white too <laughs> i know i don't know I don't know if they mentioned what her parents do, yeah. but they own the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, the the Matt Dillon's yeah. parents own, they the own this restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, you know they 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 make a living. Yeah. It's fine, but I definitely it definitely seems like her parents felt that she was slumming mm-hmm. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and that Matt Dillon was going to be a face. And I love the character of Janice Moretto, played by Eileen Douglas from Ghost oh World. Oh my god! Uh, I, I think Douglas. she is so, is so she is so brilliantly cast in this movie. <laughs> she is, and I I even said to Joe the other day because we watched Cape Fear. We mm. rewatched. Oh, Cape I haven't Fear. seen the god, Cape Fear remake in years. Yeah, and I was like, is. Is it Ileana or I? Uh, I don't know. I always, do I always it? thought it was Ileana, but I don't know. I, think I it's actually Ileana. don't know either. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. things. But Ileana Douglas, I, I told Joe, I was like, is she one of my favorite yeah. actresses? Because I swear to God, every time she's in something, I get so excited. Mm. And some of my favorite movies, we got Stir of Echoes. Uh. <laughs> my favorite 90s movies, at least Stir yes. of Echoes. To die for. Ghost World. Cape Fear. Ghost World. Ghost yeah. World. And she fucking I think killed it. I love it. She's from a showbiz family, and I think that she has Scorsese connections, too. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, that would make yeah. sense. But she has very Actually, captivating eyes. 
Well, yeah. Just she very, <laughs> a very interesting actress to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she always kind of plays a little bit of a uh, kooky's not the right yeah. word, but she kind of always plays like the black sheep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even in this movie, she was a little bit of the black sheep yeah, of the family. Yeah. Um, her, her, you know, every time she, she had an accomplishment, it was a little bit looked over, yes, yeah. um, for Matt Dillon's accomplishments, which were like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's the boy. actually I had written down. Her first line is one of my favorite lines in the movie. When she's asked, like, how would you describe her? She was like, four letters, and it begins with a C. (laughs) Cold. And then she says, cold. (laughs) And, like, just how she's introduced, like, skating up to the camera. And that's what's kind of clever of how this movie is structured, is that it's done like a segment on hard copy or court Mm -hmm. TV. That you're having all of these characters reflect on... Suzanne, when this is all done and you see it all yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. And that's something that like if you weren't given that at the beginning of the movie, because the beginning of the movie, the credit sequence is rolling over a bunch of like newspaper clippings mm-hmm. of the actual crime. So you know what's coming, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because I feel like if they did not do that and they just played it straight, you would not know. Right. Where How, it was, where it was heading. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the mockumentary style, what's so genius about it in this movie is that we then get that huge reveal at the end. Yeah. With her yeah. her yep. segment, her confessional yeah. or whatever that you think is part of this thing. I was and the then... whole time I'm just like, is she in prison? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Where she is wouldn't she? she wouldn't have yeah, like she's these the star. She couldn't have these earrings if she was in prison. She couldn't have this jewelry, so it can't be prison. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, love it. Love it. Um It's great. Another Subtle thing about Ileana Douglas's character, incidentally, just a lesbian. I think so. Is, am that I, ever, is am it? I, am I crazy? Am I on Lonely Island I've with never, this? No, no, okay. no, no. I thought that too, especially when they show her uh, when she gets the phone, she gets the call, phone about call about her brother. And she's in, uh, mm-hmm. well, isn't, well, well she's she, at the movies. When she gets the phone call about Matt Dillon, she's at the movies. Is she dating one of her ice capades like coworkers? That's kind I of I think so because the one girl's washing her ha- washing felt. her hair in the bathroom, she's cleaning out the hair dye mm-hmm. in the bathroom sink. And I love the character is just like a figure skater. Yeah. But didn't quite make it to the Olympics <laughs> yeah, but yeah. just had to settle for ice capades. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Which is still really good mm-hmm. <laughs> to go on it's tour so with I can't do a it. job. <laughs> yeah. Touring. Yeah, I, can't. I can't do it. I couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like I was like, okay, these are Gus Van Sant little clues that because, again, this is 95. So he's going to include this about her. And it's just going to be something that we as the audience can pick up on or not pick up on. Yeah. And it's just there to show that. Or infer or, infer, or not exactly. infer. And, and she's just a character. And. If it is part of her background, he wants to make it as a non-issue as possible um, yeah. for once in his movies. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, that's what I took from the, yeah, from the friend. Yeah, no, I can see that. And, you know, mm-hmm. all from her kind of life. I have never situation. thought of that, but it makes total sense. Yeah. So I want to talk about the initial casting of when <laughs> the script was going around. Yeah. It was offered right. to Meg Ryan. I can't. Well, and they... Offered Meg Ryan a lot of money. Did Meg Ryan miss out? <laughs> like, could this be Meg Ryan's big Oscar nomination? Maybe. And and I think it's funny because Nicole Kidman really had to 
hustle for this role. Like yeah. she had to track down Gus and really sell him of that. I am the woman for the job. I have to play yeah. this role. Like it was meant to I be. I definitely think the role went to the right oh, actress yes. yeah. um, in that case. But I, I think I would be interested to see Meg Ryan yeah. do this. Agreed. Sure. Especially at this time of her career where she yeah. wasn't really making movies like this. She was making stuff like Sleepless in Seattle or Addicted to Love. Yeah. Yeah, this would have been a, a real turn mm-hmm. for her. So, well, and Nicole Kidman too. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, yeah, it was, was a big deal was for her. Known for yeah. Well, I think that's kind of why it was such a big deal for Nicole to get cast because I think up until that point she was really just, you know, playing the most famous actor in the world the and his wife. Interest. Yeah, yeah, she's playing the second yeah. fiddle to Tom Cruise in mm-hmm. life and in like a handful of movies. And so she was like, yeah, romantic interest, a little bit of a kind of a Kelly Preston RIP kind of, a, you know, not really taken super seriously acting wise. And this was really the yeah. first thing that they were like, "Oh no, she's the real deal." And you know, uh, I always talk about watching entertainment tonight and the and the the news magazine shows the entertainment magazine shows of the time and whenever they would talk about this movie or bring up this movie the clip that they would show is her dancing in front of the headlights oh to sweet yeah. home alabama in the rain yeah. to sweet home alabama yeah i mean it's a performance that you know when you see it when you're a teenager it's just you know she's the lead in the yeah, movie yeah yeah and then when you see it as an adult, you're like, oh, this is she's, – she's doing some work yes. here. Yes. So past she's guest – She's extremely mm-hmm. cool. So yeah. past guest and friend of ours, Ben, I noticed on his letterbox uh-huh. that he said, is Nicole Kidman doing an impression of Meg Ryan? I you oh, know I thought it in a couple of scenes, especially in mm-hmm. the classroom and on the weather. I was like – I could see Meg delivering it like that, but would she have delivered it like that? Because it's so see like, now like I, I just watched it today yeah. this morning, and now I want to rewatch it with that in yeah. mind. Ben you Chief's, know what? Ben Chief's yeah, mentioned that it. on his Letterboxd review. I thought yep. I thought the same as I was watching it. I can see it because I can see her, you know, doing the the te- toothy smile into the <laughs> into the closed mouth smile, which is a very Meg Ryan yeah, thing yeah. to do. Yeah, no, I could totally see that. And that might have been something that she was directed to do, True, too. Yeah. Like, Gus Van Zandt could have been like, listen, this is what I was looking mm-hmm. for. Do a Mick Ryan impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Who was um, – were there anyone uh, anyone interesting picked to play the boys? Well, I think Matt and and uh, Matt Damon Matt and Ben, and ben both ben. read yeah. for the Casey right. Affleck role. But I feel like even in 95, they were too old. A little too old. A little too yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. And, and pretty. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Because they were very they're pretty v- boys. Pretty boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have this look that these kids, these like shithead Yeah, kids. these kids, <laughs> these, and, and down to the, the wardrobe, mm-hmm. the haircuts. I mean, their hair looked dirty yeah. in most scenes. Yeah. Like, their their clothes were obviously hand-me-downs. They didn't wear cool shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of times today when you have a movie, a mainstream movie, mm-hmm. where they show, like, the rough-and-tumble kids, yeah. it's almost like they they put them in leather jackets, but they put them in, like, $200 yeah. leather jackets. <laughs> I'm looking at IMDb and Jeremy Davies, Johnny Galecki, and Adrian Grenier. 
also were okay. young oh, wow. actors that right. uh, were considered for Jimmy. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Johnny Galecki can get dirtied up, but I don't think he's strong enough as an actor, really. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Come, I on, think, come on our show sorry, next Johnny. And also, same thing with Adrian <laughs> Grenier. It's come just like, I mean, bless him, he booked Entourage, but I don't really know if yeah. he could have done I don't know a if he role like this. Uh, I don't know if we would have gotten much of a dynamic performance yeah. out of... <laughs> I mean, honestly, Joaquin just... I mean, he kills it. Mm-hmm. He's heartbreaking and like you said that that choice to be kind of slow yeah it just makes it that much sadder yeah, yeah totally i'm glad that they didn't you know because the real case of pam smart she i believe it was four boys mm-hmm. instead of the two and the girl and um It's interesting looking back on it as an adult because when I was younger and I read about the case, I very much so fed into like the prosecution's case, which was that she was this older woman manipulator seducing this uh, child, blah, 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 which absolutely she was a 22-year-old that slept with a 16-year-old. That's not okay. But as a 34-year-old, I'm like 22 22. years old. That is a child. That is a baby that is an infant like i it's not i understand legally yes she is an adult but to frame it in that way i think is very interesting because no and she even said um in an interview once that he the the boy Mm -hmm. which i want to say his name was matthew i could be wrong he was actually more he had had more sexual partners than she had up to that point Mm mm-hmm she had really only had a boyfriend in high school that she had done some things sexually with and her husband. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. To think about. Yeah. That I feel like he wasn't, you know, a virgin yeah. or whatever. Like it was just, it's just interesting looking back as an adult. Yeah. Do I think that she shouldn't have gone to prison? No. <laughs> However, it is – I'm also watching for the first time um, Impeachment. Mm. American Crime Story just got added mm-hmm. to Hulu. And that's another situation where, like, as a, as a kid, it was like Monica Lewinsky was a grown-ass woman yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, now it's like, no, she was 23. Yeah. Like, I – at 23, I could have been manipulated oh <laughs> into <Yeah>. – sure. <laughs> anything yeah, totally i think that age to be a teacher in high school is like a bad idea yeah yeah bad idea well she wasn't yeah. actually and and that's a misconception a lot of people have they think pamela smart was a teacher mm-hmm. but she was not a teacher okay. i always thought um, that she was like a, a lot of a media instructor in like a high school maybe she's like a teacher's aide or something I, I'm not sure, yeah. but a lot of like I remember her saying like I don't know where people got that I was a teacher. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> like because so many like yeah, tabloids yeah. and news ra- news radio whatever mm-hmm. were saying th- that she was a teacher. And she's like I wasn't a teacher, <laughs> but but still, yeah, don't sleep yeah. with uh, don't sleep with children. No, and no, 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 no. it's almost kind of is it like a Tanya Harding situation of that she was she probably casually mentioned I really don't like my husband and I wish that he would go away. And were these right. students just this be, kids and his friends were like, be right. like okay. Yeah. So she'd never yeah. actually said, yeah, shoot my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, and in, in the film, the motivation is simply that she wants so much more out of mm-hmm. life. She wants to move to where Los Angeles, New York, yeah, either remember. or yeah. she Florida. just keeps saying like, 
Yeah, she wants to be, you know, Diane Let's Sawyer. Say she in wants New York. like Let's say I'm in LA kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to she wants that. And her husband is very happy yeah. mm-hmm. taking over the family business. He just wants to pump out kids yep. and she's like she doesn't see a way out of it. Yeah. And they're very, very clear that she manipulates these kids yes, <laughs> in yes, the film, yes. obviously. <laughs> but in the in, in real life, I remember she she says that the reason she started sleeping with the sixteen year old was her husband actually cheated on her. Mm-hmm. He had a one night stand, and that's what she credits to this relationship starting. Sure. And she does say that she never told them to mm-hmm. kill her husband, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, what do we fucking know? <laughs> Behind closed doors. Yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. But well, uh, and like, I do. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I do like that they – that you saw behind the scenes in this yes. and and they made a very clear yes. choice of like, nope, she manipulated yeah. these kids into doing this. Interesting thing on Pamela Smart, and then we'll get back to the movie, is that the boys, all the boys, they're men, uh, they all uh, <laughs> are out of prison on yeah. parole. They serve their time. And she's still in there. She's still yeah. in there. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I know there were a lot of f- you know, famous feminists that came forward saying that it was unfair. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's not just that they killed your husband. Like, I know she didn't commit a murder, yeah. but it was like conspiracy to commit mm-hmm. murder. Mm-hmm. You also had a sexual relationship with a yeah, minor. Yeah. On top of I all of this. I get it, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, on top of all of this. It's, it is really hard because I am sitting here like she was 22. Yeah. Like... Bad decision upon bad decision. Real real bad choices. <laughs> yeah, bad choices. Does she deserve to die in prison? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but. but yeah. Um, it's interesting because uh, our character, Nick, um, Suzanne, mm-hmm. is... Suzanne Moretto. Suzanne Moretto. Suzanne Stone, her, her maiden name. Um, I would keep my maiden name too. That's a Suzanne Stone name. is a great. Oh yeah, name. great news name. Such a yeah. good name. Great the news superhero at seven. name. The news at seven of Suzanne Stone. <laughs> yeah. Also, but, oh, oh yeah, you, well, you go first. I was just gonna say, I feel like to me, you know, upon rewatching it again, you you get this very uh, like you get this feeling that she's playing this person that she's just at the beginning of the movie. She's just super motivated. You yeah. know, she just, right. she wants this girl job. Boss. Girl boss. Girl boss of the girl 90s. Boss. She's going to go in. She's going to, you know. Um, she's going to She's going to get on TV. She's going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. But, you know, she never, like, she doesn't sleep with Newman. You know, she doesn't, like, do anything that salacious at the beginning. But then at one, you know, after he finally hires her when she wears him down. And we get the great montage of all her outfits. Uh you know, <laughs> we've talked about this costume designer. That uh, this costume designer did the clothes she for did the clothes for Psycho, for the Psycho remake, yeah. and how we're really? yeah. obsessed with everything yeah. that Anne Heche wears in yeah. in the Psycho remake. Um, but I feel like the point where I kind of like okay, things kind of shifted a little bit to me was when she's staying working late, and Newman is like, "We're leaving. You know, you can go. This this is your project and." And I'm thinking, she's probably not getting paid extra for this. She's doing all this stuff. She's just utilizing the resources just to do this dumb documentary she's making. And Newman's like, we want to go home, dude. And she's like, no, 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 just 
just leave. I'll lock up. It's fine. And he's like, okay. And then he says to her, like... Well, Suzanne, I sure pity the person who says no to you. No one ever does. And she just kind of says it, like, offhanded, like, nobody ever has. And that's the first time that I'm like, okay, that's a little sinister. (laughs) That's a little sus. I think also a big character turning point is when she's on her honeymoon. Oh, well, yeah. And she goes to the journalism convention. (laughs) Yeah. And it's that scene with George Siegel. Yeah. Well, she she lies to her husband. She's Mm -hmm. like, I can't be out in the sun, but I want you to go on the boat. (laughs) And then she goes to this convention. I also think it's interesting because the character has a very inflated idea of herself Mm -hmm. and her talent. Mm -hmm. Because really, once she's like doing the news and doing the documentary, it's not very good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, what exactly is this? Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have that. Thing mm-hmm, that she mm-hmm. so desperately wants to have. Yeah. Um, even when she's, you know, interviewing the kids in school, she's like, she's kind of awkward. She doesn't really know what questions to ask. Yeah, and totally. then when she's doing the weather, she's absolutely bananas. <laughs> I mean, especially the fucking broadcast of the night of her husband's murder. Yeah, yeah. Where very clever, by the yeah, way. Yeah, really good editing. Yeah. Wanting to commit a murder. Um, I'm going to be on TV. I was on TV. Like, how could I? It couldn't have been me. <laughs> couldn't have been me. Honey, I, I love literally you. on television. Um, but even that was just like the people in the the newsroom with her looking at it's her like, like what, what the, the fuck? Yeah. Like, she's just unhinged. She has yeah. this, like, image of herself mm-hmm. that is not what she actually yes. is. Yeah, totally. And it's that it's that balance of being super smart and calculated in a way that she's playing everybody around her, but mm-hmm. she's just not surrounded by the sharpest tacks. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, she can be the smartest person yeah. in the room when yeah. you're in a classroom with those High school knuckleheads. students. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Yeah, and also, you know, the way she said that, um, like you said, that like no one's ever said no to me mm-hmm. before. I mean, you see the way her parents treat yep. her. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. They're the kind of parents that call her like this is my princess. Mm-hmm. She gets whatever she wants. And it's like, oh, I'm sure she's going to grow up to be fine. Yeah. And she has the sister, but the <laughs> sister's mostly silent, you know. Yeah, she and that was interesting that like they didn't develop that character yeah, in any way. Yeah. And Ileana Douglas is kind of on to her, but she really kind of makes you know, pains to kind of separate herself from her so they're not really, you know, not really around her that yeah. much. So, yeah, it's, um, she's, she's really smart to an extent, but she, yeah, you're right. She doesn't really understand that she probably does not have what it takes to actually yeah. make it out of this town. She made it mm-hmm. on this local, you know, channel, but like, you know, Newman keeps, was telling her at the beginning, he's like, this is cable access it's not like it's not the job that you're looking for i i get the feeling that she thinks that she's like real hot shit Mm -hmm. in the town like everyone knows who she is and like you know and in reality like mm, yeah but yeah (laughs) it's funny though when i kind of think of kind of the social media age and now we're living in like Mm. uh Kim, like anything post Kim Kardashian of yeah. just yeah. being very mediocre talent wise, but because you're beautiful, you sort and of you get have pushed to the following. front of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, even uh, poor kids these days trying to get into acting. One, if you don't have a fam- family member in the business, yeah. like mm-hmm. just go home. Don't don't do this to yourself. <laughs> but also, just like uh, I know for a fact that they're asked. Well, how many followers do you have? Yep. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't know I needed to beef up my Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be a performer, you know. like, what I mentioned, yeah. Kim Kardashian. I guess no shade to Kim Kardashian, but it's one of those things that At all. <laughs> we were we were discussing earlier of that. Sometimes we want to feel like I mean, I, I hate to say bad for Kim Kardashian because it's like she's not like yeah. There's nothing. There's to feel nothing bad about to feel she's bad about. Yeah. But when you feel sympathy for her with this whole back and forth with Kanye, then she makes yeah. some stupid fucking statement this week of just get up your at like people just don't want to work today. And just <laughs> get up off your butt and like make it happen. It's like okay, it's thanks, like, Kim. I wouldn't mind working, you know, sixty-hour work weeks either. If my work yeah. usually involved just being followed around by cameras, <laughs> or you know yeah. what I mean, like, I, and I don't clean my own house yeah. and I don't do my own laundry, like, shut up. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, Suzanne Stone would have been. An influencer, one thousand percent. Yeah, you're not. Whether she was a successful one, I'm not sure. But <laughs> she would have absolutely been there. Yeah, you're not yep. interesting unless you're on TV. <laughs> I also like what um uh the the young girl says at the end too, where she's like, you know, she always says like, if you're, you know, if you're on TV, you should try and be on TV because if you're on TV, you're 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 your true self. Yeah. You're you're the best version of yourself. And she's like, but if and she said something like, everyone should get a chance to be on tv and she's like but if everyone's on tv who's gonna watch yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like that it, it reminds me of that andy warhol like in the future everyone's gonna be famous for yeah, 15, minutes, 15 minutes and therefore like no one's famous yeah totally <laughs> and that kind of feels like what we're living in today and kind of like what is fame? you mentioned earlier about there's something about suzanne that seems nice and approachable and a really yeah. great person on camera, but yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. There's just something dead behind the eyes. Yeah. And it reminds yeah. me of all of the thoughty Instagram accounts that we all follow <laughs> of just yeah. gay guys that have their shirt off, like smiling uh-huh. with some inspirational quote. But it's like, quote, you can't talk to this And there person. is something a little just... dead behind their eyes yeah, yeah. that you really yeah. can't put a finger on what's unsettling about it. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, seeing her off the camera and outside of the confessional and when she's not trying to manipulate these kids, mm-hmm. especially the scene um, with Ileana Douglas where she's like, oh, by the way, uh, Ileana Douglas says, like, I got this big kind of role mm-hmm. and, and she's, like, kind of telling them about this role and her parents are like, that's great, like, good job. And Suzanne can't stand yeah. that the spotlight is on anyone else yeah yeah and she's like that several times in the movie she just cannot stand that someone else would have a success that needs to be celebrated or like it all eyes have to be on her all the time she's miserable yeah she's Mm -hmm. miserable and when she invited the um both sets of parents over and she like played it off like she made this dinner and then later on, you know, Matt Dillon's mother find finds out, out she didn't that she cook, didn't cook it. it all. You're just like, oh my god. Um, the parents are very interesting characters. The like the the daytime talk show that they're on. Yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love those bits. Um, and how you kind of this is all clearly after the fact. We find out yeah. later on. You know, they say things about like that's the last time I saw her, and you know, mm-hmm. at this point, we know that. You know, the husband is dead. She's gone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But every now and then they make some funny remark about the dog or something cute or silly. And they just laugh. And then they cut to, like, Dan Hedaya. And they're just like, 
My kid's still dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What are we talking Dan about? Dan had here? a big year for playing like father figures yeah. in '95. Yeah. Was that Clueless? Clueless. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dan Hedaya is so good in this, too. I mean, yeah. talk about, like, an actor from our childhood of just, like, <laughs> yeah. Dan fucking Hedaya from Adam's Family. Was he Ellie from in... Adam's Family. <laughs> yeah, Adam's Family. Yeah. Was he in uh, Night at the Roxbury? Yes. yes. He's the dad yeah. in, in okay. Night at the Roxbury yeah, that yeah. Uh, yeah. runs the fake flower store with exactly. Bonnie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um yeah, the parents are very interesting. Her Suzanne's parents, uh, Kurtwood Smith and Holland Taylor, just mm-hmm. playing that like you know kind red, of red foreman. red foreman. Yeah, and there's there's a shot where they're at that dinner party, and she like walks in between or bends over or something, and he is like staring directly at her ass. Her dad? Yes. I don't remember yes, that. There is a shot where she bends down right in between the camera. And him in red form and just like it's right in front of his face. Mm-hmm. But is he staring because he's like, "Oh my god, what is my daughter wearing?" Or is he staring? You can't like, tell. It's ambiguous. Hachi machi. Yeah. You can't tell. Yeah, because she's wearing like a tight skirt. Bit yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. It's early in the movie too, so you still you don't have kind of a feel for like you know where the, parents, the relationships. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's it's in- very interesting choices. Um, but yeah, I love I do love the framing devices of these, you know, the talk shows and the And I don't I'm not super familiar with the book, but I would imagine that is probably something that the screenwriter added to the story. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that would be interesting yeah. to find out actually. Yeah. I've never read the book. So uh Joyce Maynard, do you know what her sort of claim to fame in the literary world is, Ashley? She had an affair with JD Salinger. No. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, how juicy. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's some um, that's some juicy scoop. But what again, was it one of those things that she was like super young cuz I feel like I don't know. I feel like I read that that she might have been very very young yeah. or that there's like a big disparity in age between her yeah, and JD Salinger, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, that's very interesting. But has she written anything else besides this? She was- wrote uh the book Labor Day. Labor Day. They made it into a movie with Kate Labor Winslet. Day. It is the Sexy Pie movie. Oh, the Pete. Sexy Pie movie. The I Sexy Pie movie. One. Yeah. yeah. When we went to Labor Day yeah. at the ArcLight in Hollywood, we were given, we're uh, given Pyrex pie, pie Pyrex dishes. Pie dishes. Seriously? Yeah. We're seeing it their opening day. And we got two. Wow. They gave us each one. I was like, sure. They were like, you can have two, one each. I was like, yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down this pie yeah. dish. <laughs> and that's... So at this... Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh, I was going to say that... That whole story is that, like, Josh Brolin is, like, a uh, – he escapes like from prison. Yeah. And he ends up, okay. like, staying with this mother and her teenage son. And is it, it good? Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> they make a sexy pie together. Yeah, and, and they make a sexy pie together. <laughs> well, that's where I was going to because at this point in the movie where we're at is when the sexual relationship kind of starts. Yeah. And – I like that they didn't hold back. I know a lot of movies with this. Another movie that's good with this is um, Notes on a Scandal. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where you actually see the sexual relationship between. And I wonder if it. I'm trying to think of a. um, Oh, I'm sure there are. A movie where the roles are reversed. Where the man is older and the the woman's in high school. Well, of course, there's like Lolita. Right, there's Lolita. 
I'm sure there's a ton. There's poison ivy. Babysitting, yeah. poison <laughs> ivy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, there's several. But I do like that they didn't, you know, they could have very easily just alluded to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they show you. They show you sex scenes. They show you semi-graphic sex scenes uh, between the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uncomfortable. Yes. And it's meant to be. And it's meant, and to, it's be. meant to be. And it's meant to be. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like, yeah. No, yeah, it's. It's cringy, but just for sure. yeah, the way she kind of orchestrates everything. Like mm-hmm. he's working late at the restaurant. You two come over to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're going to dance. You know, have a drink, have a little something to this, mm-hmm. and oh, the dog needs to go out. Go why take my dog go for take a walk. The dog out. Yeah, like, why don't you take yeah. my dog for a walk? And then she's alone with mm-hmm. uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character, and then even just you know planting the seeds in their head that she's so unhappy mm-hmm. and that. Then, then it comes out. Oh, he hits me. My yeah. husband hits me. My husband. I even think at one point she says like he's gonna kill me, mm-hmm. which is. And now that I'm talking about it, I think it's kind of genius that Joaquin Phoenix decided to act a little slower mm-hmm. because he is very sexy in a way. Yeah. And I don't know if the sex scenes would have been as uncomfortable if he had sure. been playing yeah. like he was all, you know, like he was like mentally all there. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like mentally, mm-hmm. he was very much so like almost a child. Yeah. He doesn't have any follow up questions yeah. for any of this. No, he just yeah. goes along, especially the scene that we kind of alluded to earlier, the blowjob mm-hmm. scene where she's going down on him and saying, like, did you get the gun? Yeah. And, and he says, stopping. no. Yeah. And she keeps stopping, and he's like, why are you stopping? And she's like, well, I'm not going to keep going unless you give me what I want. Yeah. And he doesn't even and she care even, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and he's – I mean, God, can you imagine, like, being at the one of the horniest points in your entire <laughs> life, and yeah. this beautiful woman is going down on you, yeah. and, like, of course, he's going to say whatever the fuck. Yep. You ask of him. Yeah. yeah. it's it's dark. And I think the Casey Affleck character is just like such a asshole that like he wouldn't He's a punk. he wouldn't yeah. care, you know. No. He he doesn't have follow up questions about it because he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know? No. And, and he's promised a thousand dollars and some CDs. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I love the yeah. CDs. <laughs> yeah. He wants a thousand dollars, okay? Yeah. And some CDs. Yeah. <laughs> just throw buy- those in. Bring him the tower and buy him like the new Pearl Jam album. <laughs> yeah, I mean CDs even in the nineties were twenty dollars for mm-hmm. one CD. I don't mean so he was probably on the right track. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> and you didn't have at that point. I don't think you had LimeWire or no, Napster nothing. yet. Yeah. Like you needed the CDs. I get it, man. Yeah, yeah. And the girl Lydia, I mean, she didn't really ask questions either. She because was Lydia's she just was happy to be in. there. Well, Lydia's happy to be there, and she's. Living out this fantasy of going to Los Angeles with Suzanne and True, becoming yeah. her assistant, yeah. too. And that was another thing, too, that Suzanne had told um, – what's Joaquin Phoenix's character's Jimmy. name so I don't have to keep – thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy. That was something she told him, too. Like, yeah. oh, you could be a sports caster. Yeah, like, oh, you would yeah. be – you. your voice is great, which, like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was really bad. Yeah. Like, there's no way he would have. And she was filling his head with, like, you'll come with me, mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. and I'll get you into sports radio, and you'll have this big career. And he just thought – I mean, you look at their lives, and they all live in dumps. Yeah. I mean, Casey Affleck was, like, at one point – 
oh that that's actually what led them to him wasn't he like fishing shucking fishing. clams Sh- yeah, or shucking whatever clams. Yeah, 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 yeah with his father who at one point did like, you notice him over the did you head? notice yeah. one yeah. of the uh one of the police officers that arrests him is joe jr from while you were sleeping <laughs> i didn't it's joe jr from while you were sleeping <laughs> it is joe jr from while you were sleeping <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, once it, the that's kind of an interesting part of the movie because that's when it takes the a complete turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because after the the murder takes place, after they you know they kill Matt Dillon and mm-hmm. they run away, and then now all of a sudden Suzanne Summers wants nothing to do with them. Yep. Yes, which was part of the plan. Like you're going to do this, and then we can't talk for a while. Yeah, and it's Suzanne like okay, Summers. but. Suzanne Summers, oh. what I call her? <laughs> yeah. Suzanne Stone. And, Suzanne Stone. She's still master. selling her thigh master. Yeah. <laughs> she's hawking the thigh she master while this she's. Role. <laughs> she might have been able to pull it off. Um, but yeah, so like she, she becomes very cruel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Switches on a dime. And she will not speak to them. Yeah. She tells them that they're. She's like, "What are you talking about?" Like. Why, what? Where did you get that idea yeah. that we're friends? Mm-hmm. We're not friends. If you were to diagnose Suzanne, I mean, this is kind <laughs> of like a narcissist, right? I was going to say narcissistic personality mm-hmm. disorder. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's um, she's cold as ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it is very it's very interesting when she just turns on them like that, and that's when Lydia is just like so like heartbroken and yeah you know it's it's she i mean she wasn't there you know for the actual like murder but she was part of it she knew what was going on yeah Yeah. Yeah. she knew that they did it and it's but again she thought you know this guy's physically abusing her yeah yeah might even kill her. Yep. We're really saving her. And she also has a little bit of a crush on Suzanne, too. <laughs> and I think she might have a yeah. little bit of a crush. Really, and I do. Didn't the real Pamela Smart case have some, like, recordings and yes. some, some, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the There's the scene in the movie where the cops, they've they've caught on to her because they stake out the house and they see... Lydia and Timmy come to the door mm-hmm. and Suzanne basically like shoves them off yeah. and they're like, what's going on? They find the seashells in the home. They find the fingerprints on the gun. They basically were like <laughs> yeah. the, the messiest crime. Like yeah. there, there's no way you're going to get away with it. But the cops also knew like she had something to fucking do with this. Yeah. Like, why is she talking to these kids? So they wired Lydia and had her meet up with Suzanne at the mall. Yeah. I love that and scene. That conversation. Yeah. Oh my god, the way she just goes back and, she and forth. Oh. Pulls so her good. aside and she she totally gaslights her yeah. to her face. Yep. I never gave Russell any money. Do you understand? The way I remember, it was your plan all along. You and Jimmy, you had this crazy fixation about me, and you were getting some kind of perverted kick out of the whole idea, like people with your sexual problems tend to do. And yeah. Russell went along with you because yeah. Russell is basically an evil little fucking scumbag. Well, I'll bet you were having some kind of sick, dirty sex with in spite of your lesbian oh. tendencies, huh? Wait a minute! Wait, Wait a minute! What? I thought we were friends! <laughs> Well, okay then. Hmm? You take some advice from a friend. You keep your fucking mouth shut. 
but yes yeah, so the real pamela smart case there were tapes like this as well mm-hmm. uh where like pamela smart said something like you know you would be an accomplice to this murder yeah. like if you if you're involved like you would be an accomplice to murder like you'll go down for it too yeah and her defense of those tapes was that she was trying to go undercover to find out stuff as well. Ah, so sure. she was playing. I see. Like she knew more than she did. Mm-hmm. And, and like, if they Ooh. probably put Suzanne on trial. Yeah. After the events of the movie, if she were to survive mm-hmm. this movie, she would probably say <laughs> probably something. Probably said the same thing. Very, very similar. <laughs> yeah. Now. Okay. Did she end up going to trial in this movie? Well, yeah, because they they show them. There's that scene where right after She's that, leaving they're the leaving courtroom. what looks like to be a trial because, but yeah. the, but the all the paparazzi and the newscasters are saying like the tapes were inadmissible. Yeah, for some reason. Okay. okay. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right yeah. because right. um you can't tape someone without their knowledge in that state and in New so Hampshire. So they said it's entrapment. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was entrapment. They couldn't uh, mm-hmm. submit the tapes to the trial. So basically, in the movie version, she gets off yeah, yeah. while the, the two boys are charged. Um, Casey Affleck's character gets a lesser charge mm-hmm. because he took a plea deal. And uh, Timmy, Joaquin Phoenix's character, gets life in prison plus 30, plus 30 years, years, I think is yeah. what they said. Yeah. Um, but... That was another part where Suzanne is just fucking cold and evil because yeah. she then says, oh, I think my husband got involved with these kids because yeah. he had a coke addiction. Yeah. And it seems Which like. Which wasn't true. No. And it seems like she just pulls this out of thin air in the moment. Out of thin air. Yeah. Just trying to make her husband. Yeah. Just trying to put more suspicion off of her. Yeah. And anywhere else. You know, even though she was like, I loved my husband yeah. so much. But he had a drug problem. And I'm pretty sure these kids were supplying him with drugs. Which I think is the turning point for. Um. Matt the Dillon's fam- parents yeah, as family. well. Yeah. Because they were like, this bitch has got a Fuck fucking her big, yeah. her big courthouse step scene it's that her, you saw. It's her Norma Desmond moment. It's her big Norma Desmond moment that this is sort of like the opening act to uh, Suzanne Stone at seven on like yeah. on like yeah. Fox News. But she's yep. so far mm-hmm. gone that she sees the she sees the it's news almost, people, the It's mics. almost like an audition reel for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, there's so many of those shots where, like, I, I love the scene where she's just found her husband dead. Mm-hmm. She's holding the dog. What's the dog's name? Like, Harold or something? Walter. <laughs> Walter. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Walter. That's right. I knew it had an old man. Yeah. <laughs> she's holding this little Pomeranian, and she sees all the lights outside. And yeah. the cops yeah. are like, you don't have to talk to those people. And she, and she walks into the light mm-hmm. and she's like touching her hair to make sure her hair looks good. And she just feels all this attention on her. And it's it's exactly what she wanted. Yeah. She got exactly what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And then especially that courtroom scene when she walks out, the audio that Gus Van Zant plays yeah. is applause and cheering. But it doesn't match. They're yeah. at, they're like yelling at her, like, "What do you have to say yeah. for yourself?" Yeah. But she hears like praise and applause, yeah. and she's just basking. And it. it's it's wild. Yeah. She's that's why she's very disturbed. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's her Norma Desmond moment. Yeah, where she just has Definitely. no yeah. idea what's going mm-hmm. on. She's like, "I'm ready no. for my close up. Like, I'm ready. let's shoot this movie. My makeup okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, Ashley, if you're ever driving down <laughs> the road and you see David, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg 
<laughs> Maybe not follow him around like the pond under a bridge to see what what he has to show you like around the corner. Yeah. Which yeah, is such like, a great I... like casting because it's like we didn't even think about any of that as kids. And no, now, I didn't know who like, that was. When we watch it now, you're just like, oh girl, like you and you in danger. <laughs> He's the last person, Molly. You're in danger, you're girl. You in danger. Do not pick up David Cronenberg on the side of the road. Well, and that's where the big turn comes, where yeah. you realize that this whole time she wasn't a part of this documentary. Yeah, she. This was her self-taped. Yep. You know whatever for the studio mm-hmm. and uh, which was a smart thing for Matt Dillon's parents to I'm sure they were the ones that came up with the the cover story for why she would be meeting oh, this yeah. guy in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah. Okay, so were Matt Dillon's parents uh mob connected. I think so because mob the whole adjacent. the whole time yep. like mm-hmm. it was kind of thrown around in like well you never know like they're Italians all la, la, la and the whole time it's yeah. like oh come on you like racist like elitist snobs but yeah. then lo and behold he you know and I think probably in towns like that if you own an Italian restaurant you know and there's might be if there is yeah, maybe, a mob maybe in that you don't have a mob connection, but you know a guy yeah. who knows a guy. You know yeah. somebody that does though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shakedowns, all that stuff. Maybe they're maybe yeah, maybe they come in breakers. and get some money to like <laughs> keep his restaurant safe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh it turns out that yeah, maybe maybe there was a little bit of truth to uh, And to there Red was Foreman. a very, very clever short uh little uh, what would you call it? Not a spoiler. Towards the beginning of the movie, where mm-hmm. you see a shot of the shed and a scream, yeah, and then it just yep. sort of moves on, and you're like, "What the fuck what was the that? Hell was that?" <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, you realize it's her getting murdered. Honestly, I love the way they ended this movie. Yeah, that beautiful shot of Ileana like skating, skating over, over dead her body. dead body. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I will skate on your grave, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and just that beautiful Nicole Kidman, like cold as ice face. It's yeah. just like I mean, it's kind of a cold it, forever. It's kind of a cliche of just like Nicole Kidman does have a very icy look about a, her a frozen face. Yeah, I mean she's very yeah. warm and charming in in interviews, but Nicole does just have a very icy look about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she's just very pale. And just the image of Nick underneath the ice is yeah. so beautiful and haunting. Um, yeah. And David Cronenberg took Walter, her dog. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, is he going to shoot that dog? <laughs> Does not shoot the dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that she dies at the end. I th- I like that little piece of justice, especially yeah. since, you know, the, the story was changed in that yeah. she got away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which could be kind of a shitty way to end the movie you know it they could have ended the movie with her you know another option to end the movie with her like on an actual news program with her icy smile and being like she got away with it this fucking dirty bitch Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know i like the justice yeah totally it it, it works do you know what it kind of reminds me of ashley what did you think of i care a lot with Rossman Pike. I didn't see it. I mean, kind I of. I didn't see it. I care a lot. Heard... Kind of has a similar ending where you think really? this evil bitch is going to get away with it, yeah, and then and it gags you at the last. Well, because the thing is, most <laughs> most of the time, bad people get away with bad. Things. Yeah, yeah, true, true. 
But um, I definitely in this viewing saw a lot of parallels with Gone Girl, a book like Gone Girl in the movie. Totally. That I can tell yeah. that uh, who the fuck off like wrote Gone Girl. I can't remember her name, but I can tell that. I mean, she clearly Gillian Flynn. Gillian yeah, Flynn yeah. clearly was a huge fan of Gus Van Sant's To Die For. Yeah. Uh, Ileana Douglas's character definitely reminds me of Ben Affleck's sister. Sister. Played by Carrie Coon. one cigarette a day. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that for some reason. They didn't add that in the movie, but that was such a weird character thing that stuck with me from the book that, like, it's it's in my head forever. I don't know why. And just Amy (laughs) Dunn also is just this iconic movie narcissist that you kind of can't help but root for. Yeah, you're kind of like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Actually, I don't (laughs) care if she gets away with it. Ben Affleck's such a shit (laughs) movie that it's like Rossman and Nicole definitely know how to play these sociopaths, but make them interesting. Yeah, Mm. yeah. There was that. um, There was that meme that went around a while ago and nicole kidman uh suzanne stone would have fit in perfectly with it it was like if you look up to these women or like these women aren't women to look up to and it was um you know what's her toes from midsummer yeah and <laughs> rosamund pike from gone girl and it was all those types of roles and i was like first of all these are all my personal idols yeah <laughs> um, second of all but yeah suzanne stone would have fit in right up there with him bunch of yeah, boss yeah. bitches <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> listen we've put up with too much for too long <laughs> and it's oh time God. we get our come up and <laughs> there's a there's a line in roger ebert's review of this movie that i thought was really good her, her suzanne oh. stone is utterly absorbed in being herself that there is an eerie conviction even in the comedy she plays suzanne as the kind of woman who pities us because we aren't her and you know what we never will be <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like that yeah that's that inflated idea of herself yeah where yeah, it's just she is all that in a bag of chips, as the kids in the 90s would have said. <laughs> uh, but really, she was kind of a hack. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is very interesting in that I feel like it kind of brought Gus Van Sant a little bit more mainstream credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Up until that point, he was very much an indie director. Well, I think he was coming mm-hmm. off of... Even Cowgirls Sing the Blues, which the was blues, a massive yeah. bomb. So he probably... I was going to say, that's like his lowest rated yeah. movie he's ever made. Yeah. So, so yeah. he needed something that would get him a lot of yeah. uh, critical write-ups. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman like, won the Golden Globe. She was BAFTA nominated to... Oscar snub. Oscar snub. I mean, the <laughs> 95 snub. Best Actors Race shame. is famous for being a little unusual because... I mean, maybe who was the, it? The best actresses maybe weren't nominated. Who won that year? Mm. Uh, well, actually, no. I'm thinking of the '94 Oscars. Ooh. Excuse me. Oh, oh come on. Um, How dare you? Uh, Get your shit together. Susan Sarandon <laughs> won for Dead Man Walking, which was just kind of a Fine. big career win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. also, yeah. I mean, okay. uh, another Stone. Uh, Sharon. Sharon. Sharon Stone was nominated for Casino, so oh, kind Casino. of a Casino. kind of a badass nomination. Yeah. I would imagine yeah. that Nicole probably uh, ran sixth or seventh in that race. Was Joaquin nominated? No. Don't believe so, no. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. No. Wow. 
I thought he was great. Yeah. I and I didn't know until today when I was sort of like I was I was honestly I was trying to brush up on the Pamela Smart case today mm. because I I hadn't seen that documentary in like 12 years so yeah um that was a good oh oh also pamela smart was convicted on my third birthday wow march 22nd 1991 love it wow yeah crazy wait was that my third birthday hold on yeah my third birthday <laughs> i had to do the math where it was like so in 88 i was zero Girl, years i old. was zero yeah in 89 you're i never, was one <laughs> you're never nine years old yeah yeah <laughs> i oh, but Upon, you know, reading about To Die For and Pamela Smart and whatever, this movie was actually a, a studio success, yeah. which I didn't realize, obviously, because mm-hmm. I saw it on, you know, Cinemax fucking yeah. kind of eight years probably later, modest but budget to that yeah. it was able to gross back everything that they for made sure. it for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, nothing major scene-wise. I will say the scene where they shoot... Matt Dillon has done really well. We didn't talk enough about Matt we didn't Dillon. Talk He's about incredible. Matt Dillon. <laughs> Matt Dillon's He's incredible. good, but it's just sort of a – the character is kind of a rug in the movie. That he's just sort of walked all over. So it makes sense yeah. that you don't remember a lot of him. True. Because that's just sort of the character on the page. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just think that he's he's one of those actors that gets looked over a lot. Yeah. As sort of just like a guy who got lucky in the 90s. I mean, I, a lot I would of imagine that even Matt Dillon has trouble remembering his Oscar nomination, which was for Crash. <laughs> for Crash. Yeah. 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 My we want to talk about Crash. My favorite um, movie. But I will say in uh, Lars von Trier, The House That Jack Built, mm-hmm. that's one of the best performances I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. I, I would say it's worth it to watch the movie, as much of the movie as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see his performance. I actually sure. showed Joe one scene from it. It was just a scene like nothing grotesque is happening. It's a scene where he is attempting to get into a woman's house to mm-hmm. do something nefarious to her. And he's kind of bumbling over it and and fucking it up a little bit. But it is chilling. Like Joe was uh. like, turn this off. <laughs> he's so good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like, apparently right. I'm a Matt Dillon's Dillon had a very so. interesting career and yeah. Wild we were things. watching we were Wild watching things. Little Darlings. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. About a year ago and I'm just a, like, oh like my a god, 15 year old. Like, Matt Dillon in this movie is so sexualized and he's like 15 <laughs> years old and I feel yeah. a little dirty. I feel <laughs> weird about it. Yeah. Was Matt Dillon Matt Dillon was not in the remake of The Blob. Was that his brother? That was his brother. Yeah. yeah. That was Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew it was a Dillon. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't picture which one it was. Diet. Kevin Dillon on the other hand. Diet Matt. Not as <laughs> Dynamic, not as compelling. A performer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the Blob remake's pretty cool, though. So <laughs> the Blob remake fucking slaps. Yeah, <laughs> that movie slaps. That movie has. I know it's like technically sci-fi and less horror, but mm-hmm. that final girl rules. She is so capable. She's yeah. never talked about, and she is, is awesome. Smith? Yes. Yep. And she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. We need to give her more credit. She's never on any of the final girl lists, and she rules. She's in summer school. Um, so what year? Two years later, we get Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, ninety-seven. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And wow. I believe that uh, the Ben Affleck and Matt Damon sort of had to go to bat for Gus Van Sant to direct that yeah. movie. That yeah. like they really had to insist that it had to be him. Yeah. With Miramax, which was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much got 
like Gus carte blanche to make anything, and he decided to make the Psycho remake. And he decided if, if, to do a if shot you want to hear shot. if you want to hear our thoughts. Go back to oh, our remake. Psycho remake episode. It's a good episode. I was listening to a little I mean, bit of it today. I'm here to tell you it is in the top ten of our most downloaded episodes of all time. So. Hell yes, it is. <laughs> yep. How many – do you think people ever tune in thinking they're getting the Psycho original? It says right in the title, 1999. It does? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope Well, because I remember one time I was listening – not to plug another podcast, mm-hmm. but um, I was listening to um, How Did This Get Made? Mm-hmm. And it was an episode on Jack Frost. <laughs> and they got to like halfway through and they were like, wait, show of hands. How many of you thought we were doing the horror? The horror. Jack Frost? <laughs> and like some people raised their hands and they're like, boy, are you lost? Oh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, this movie doesn't have Shannon Elizabeth murdered by a snowman in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Raped Sexually by a assaulted. Snowman. Raped yeah. by a snowman Carrot. in the shower. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's a, the title of our episode is Psycho Parenthetical 1998, directed by Gus Van Sant. Okay, that's yeah, the full so, title. Man, can't, it's be, just like, can't be fooled. No, no. Gus Van Sant's had such a fascinating career because he's yeah, had he major studio movies like Good Will Hunting, mm-hmm. like Milk, and then he just has the weird paranoid park last days yeah last like days, the, yeah. the not the Kurt, Cobain Kurt Cobain movie, movie. Yeah. just these yeah. movies made for like $50 yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and i don't know how many people have actually seen elephant like like i said i saw it. elephant yeah. because yeah. we were required to watch yeah. it in yeah. school because it was very relevant mm-hmm. for the time um Obviously, if anyone's listening and has no idea what Elephant is, it was basically his Columbine mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And, and it's just sort of – that was an interesting film. Yeah. I used because to think, there's – it's just – you're just yeah. following this kid around in his day at school. And then all of a sudden – Yeah. All of a sudden, a gun comes out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just very – I just don't know how – was that a success? Like, a I commercial think it did okay. success? Well, I think it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Oh, well. So as, it did. Mu- it as did. big of, I yeah. mean, maybe not a financial success, but definitely sure. a critical one. Yeah. I was very fascinated with that lead kid from Elephant, and he didn't go on to do anything. The blonde one? No, Isn't he I in was Transformers? Wondering. He was in Transformers, in Transformers and also, you guys. I think that he's in The Lords of Dogtown, too. <laughs> he is in Transformers. He's Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> weird friend who's, like, yeah. hanging upside down in the tree. He's not even, like, the main kid. He's Shia LaBeouf's no. dumb friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but also, I mean, yeah. when you look at Gus Van Sant's profile on IMDb, Elephant is number one. Too. Oh, wow. Wow. So okay. goes uh, Elephant, Drugstore Cowboy, Paranoid Park, and My Own Private Idaho. Interesting. Okay. We need to eventually oh, yeah. do a My Own Private Idaho episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, coming. We I'm we'll do, sure you'll we'll do it get eventually. to it. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. And there is a movie that when I revisited that movie when I was like 30 years old, I completely different experience of watching it now than I was when I was 17. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I actually haven't seen it since I was, I think I was in college, so I was probably 19. So it's time for me to rewatch it as an adult, too. Uh, That's something that I I really don't feel like I became an adult until the last, like, two years. 
Like right. I really feel like I've grown up simply because I look at everything so differently. Like I said, like Monica Lewinsky, that is a literal baby child <laughs> in that situation. Like it's so much more fucked up. So yeah. yeah, rewatching old movies is a good time for me to go back and be like, okay, what do I think about it now? Revisit 13. <laughs> As a person. Catherine Harvick's 13. I need yep. to revisit 13. Thir- I have it on DVD. <laughs> I had to break out our DVD for it. I'm pretty sure it has it has the family video sticker too because it was one of those like family video, you know, when they had like too many copies and they'd, yeah. they'd sell some off. And yeah, I am pretty sure I have the family video copy of 13 as well. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, this movie's so much fun. Yeah, this it movie is. rocks. I'm it's just one perform- so glad that you guys had yeah. me on for this just to give me an excuse to rewatch it. I mean, yeah. rules. I mean we talk about Nicole a lot on this podcast. And I right. think Naturally. for me, mm-hmm. it is one of my favorite performances of her career. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I. It's just... Uh, and there's a lot of know, good ones. I was going to say, it gets a little rocky with the last like five, six years because she's just killing it. In yeah. everything she does. Yeah, yeah. But I would say absolutely this is one of my favorites of hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Ashley. Thank, thank you so much, so much for having me. It was so yeah. good to see you guys, it's so too. so good to catch Likewise. up with you. Nice we saw up. you on one of your last nights in L.A. Yeah. You and Joe look very happy <laughs> not We're living in it. Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> um, L.A. Uh, will always have a very special place in my heart. I'm so glad I moved there. I wouldn't have met you if I hadn't yeah, moved exactly. there. I wouldn't have and you know, a podcast if I hadn't moved there. But also, I'm very glad to be gone. For okay. all of this, Ashley, is what our Bar- fucking job at Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. <laughs> be is in, Barnes baby. Noble responsible be for in, all of this, uh, maybe? Possibly. <laughs> Barnes & Noble doesn't even know what they've created. Listeners, Everyone I go, out, at, go out and I buy work, a nook. Yeah. I worked with Ashley Everybody at Barnes & Noble in Burbank, and I transferred there from the Pasadena store that was closing, and I think that I worked my first shift with you there. Probably. I was there all the time yep. for a while. <laughs> Billy's come on our show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bunch of, listen, bunch of piano alums. <laughs> I've had several. Yeah. If you listen to Keep It Weird, I've had so many Barnes & Noble alums. Mel, Billy, Dakota. <laughs> and they're all on the show. Helped you. ourselves out on this podcasting journey of like the last like five years. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if it wasn't on this show, it was for Pete's previous podcast, VSTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. And well, speaking of television. which. Speaking of which, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you and yes, keep it weird? Please, yeah. Listen to Keep It Weird. We're on every wherever you get your podcasts: iTunes, Spotify, Libsyn, TuneIn, YouTube. If you want to watch on YouTube or listen on YouTube, nice. and uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Keep It Weirdcast. Uh, this week we're doing a series on the apocalypse, and uh, next week I believe we're doing haunted buildings that shouldn't be haunted like skyscrapers and malls okay <laughs> interesting why are dead ghosts yeah in a mall? Sure. i mean here? if i was a ghost i could think of i mean Go i think out haunting a mall. a mall would be pretty cool that's the thing is like yeah. i i feel like mall is my answer for a lot of things like zombie apocalypse yeah, dawn of the dead seem dope i'm going yeah. to the mall ghost <laughs> haunting the world forever haunt a mall so many things to do yeah yeah the people yeah. watching alone 
<laughs> but thank you guys so much for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, we'll do it again soon. You're always one of our very favorite guests. Absolutely. I love absolutely. you guys. Love you too. And until we meet again for another episode, it's time to say bye. See you later, Ashley. See you later. Bye. bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Fun show. Yes, I love indeed. This movie. We love Ashley. We love To Die For. We love Nicole Kidman. Our Nick. Our Nick. I didn't hate too much on Joaquin. I thought I was going to no, spend the entire <laughs> episode just like dumping on poor Joaquin, but I kind of I let that one go. Let him slide. Mm-hmm. He was just a kid when he made this movie. I think that when this episode comes out, oh, it's going to be after the Oscars, so. Sure. Uh, maybe Nicole will have her second <gasps> Oscar. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, Jessica Chastain's coming for that lead. She's coming in hot. Oscar pretty hard. She's coming and, in hot. I mean, Jessica deserves yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be glad either way. You know, I kept thinking of Tammy's terrific teens during all of the it's classroom very scenes. It's Tammy's very terrific Tammy's terrific teens Absolutely. of the TV show that I'm she's going to hang out with them. That what she's they do. pitching to the television yeah. network. Yeah. Uh, well, just as long as that Olivia Stolman doesn't win, I'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> I don't think she's going to win. I don't think so either. But um, I think it's just about that time. Patreon shout Time outs? for some Patreon shout outs. Uh, we want to say a great big hello and thank you to all of our patrons. Melanie, Christopher, Russ, Seth, Esperanza, Nicole, Susan, Barry, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Chris, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Josh, Emma, Melly, Aaron, Melinda and Jim, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine and Rafino. Thank you so much for being patrons. Mm-hmm. And all of you, if you'd love to check out our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for all of our mm-hmm. additional content on the Patreon. If you want to uh, contribute just for a month, drop yeah. 10 bucks, Anything. you'll get the highest level. And for 30 days, you'll be able to listen to each and every commentary track, of which there are, I believe, 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll get access to all of the newsletters. They're and all posted. Probably around the time this episode airs, we'll have another one. We'll yeah. have a new one. And the newsletters are really funny. I can mm-hmm. say that because I write them myself. So, hey, <laughs> so head over to Patreon to check that out. We'd also love it if you would uh, like and subscribe. Hit uh, five stars. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave us some kind words. We yes, would really indeed. appreciate that. You can do five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can do five stars on Spotify. You can uh, give a five star rating now. And yeah, leave us a review. We will read the review. We haven't had a good review in a while. So get on over and do that before I drive to Best Buy and leave us a fake shadow review on one of their unlocked iPads. Sometimes when we're walking around Best Buy <laughs> and I open up the iPads and their uh their podcast apps, I usually just put our episode on <laughs> just so we'll get one more one more listen. One more listen. And and give us five stars yep. and give us and write a review. No, we don't do that. Maybe we will. But uh, yeah, head over to Apple Podcasts and do yeah. that. And you can um, also follow us on socials. We are at movies that made us gay on Instagram and on Facebook. And we are on Twitter. MTMUG pod. Yes, indeed. You can follow us uh, personally. If you want to follow me, my name is Pete. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. So thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week with another steaming, piping, hot 
hot, hot, hot episode. Until then, bye. Bye.